Welcome to Citizen Science, stories of science we can all do together. I'm Caroline Nickerson from the SciStarter team, and I'm absolutely delighted to talk to you about North Carolina State University's Citizen Science Campus in today's podcast episode. This public research university in Raleigh, North Carolina, typically referred to as NCSU, NC State, or just State, is a major leader in public engagement in science. We spoke with Karen Cooper, professor at NCSU, and student citizen science leader, Brianna Johns, to learn a little bit more about how NC State goes beyond just classroom science learning. In full disclosure, I know them both pretty well because I have the pleasure of working with them as part of the SciStarter Education Initiative, which you'll learn about in this episode. I'm Karen Cooper. I'm an associate professor at NC State University. I'm in the Forestry and Environmental Resources Department. And then I'm also part of an initiative here called the Leadership in Public Science Cluster, which is a group of faculty from a lot of different disciplines that come together to um, promote public science, which is the many different ways that researchers intersect with or bring science out to the public. Karen came to Citizen Science initially as an undergraduate at NCSU. Before it had the name Citizen Science, I was a field technician studying bears for several field seasons, and we had Earthwatch volunteers. It's a form of citizen science where people come and it's their vacation, but they're doing field work. And it totally made sense to me. It's like I was enjoying field work and learning that on my career track, and I could totally see why other people would want to do field work. And we worked side by side. And I think it primed me later because um, I went on to do lots of field work throughout my undergrad time and getting a master's and a PhD. But then when I graduated uh, or got my PhD, I went to work um, at the Cornell Lab of Ornithology. And I was there for about 15 years. And that was where I learned so much more about citizen science and where it got its name, I guess you could say, and working with bird watchers across the country to facilitate uh, research. At the Cornell Lab of Ornithology, Karen worked with a team that helped define the term citizen science and bring it into the mainstream. When Karen returned to NCSU as a faculty member, she was able to introduce citizen science to fellow faculty members as well as to her students, including Bree. My name's Brianna Johns, uh, although most people usually call me Bree. I'm a double major at NC State University studying zoology and international studies. And I am a founding member of Citizen Science Club at NC State, which is the first ever student organization to focus on public science, community science, and citizen science, of course. Bree first heard about citizen science when she started at NCSU. Before attending NC State, I had never heard of citizen science or really much of like the concept around public science. Um, there was one morning I was grabbing a cup, a cup of coffee with a really good friend of mine. And she was telling me about this internship that she had and she was studying plant biology at the time. And she was doing a lot of like habitat restoration, things like that. And there was a citizen science project associated with it. And she was describing that to me and I kind of got hooked on the idea. And so I kind of looked it up. I spoke with another professor at the time at NC State. You know, I expressed my interest to him and he put me in touch with Dr. Cooper so then I met with her. We just kind of chatted about citizen science, and I kind of fell in love with the concept of public science, community science, and kind of went from there. And she was super supportive in helping us build a club around it and connecting students like myself who may not have ever heard of citizen science, but were inclined to the idea of participatory research. 
As a student leader, Bree works hand-in-hand with Karen to develop NCSU as a citizen science campus. What does it really mean to be a citizen science campus? We'll let Karen tell you. So the Citizen Science Campus Initiative is twofold. One is the undergrad student experience and to really embed citizen science into campus life so that students throughout their time as an undergrad will have multiple opportunities, multiple encounters with citizen science, whether it's in classrooms or extracurricular activities. It's embedded in campus life, just like other aspects of learning to become a well-rounded adults, right? With like playing intramural sports or doing arts and crafts or being in theater or whatnot, there's ways to be part of scientific experiences, even if you're not a science major. A citizen science campus entails commitment from faculty, staff, and researchers too. And then on the flip side is for researchers here who might be considering expanding their research frontiers in directions that really require collaboration with the public. NC State is then sort of a place to incubate those citizen science projects before going larger scale with them. There's so much citizen science at NCSU that it's hard to keep track. There's a lot of faculty here um, that have citizen science projects. And a lot of times it's in partnership with our local museum. Rob Dunn's Never Home Alone is one of many that he has run. And Roland Kays has eMammal and a whole subset of projects from that, um, which is camera trapping. Camera trapping involves trail cameras that remotely capture footage, either pictures or video, of animals in nature. This can then be remotely analyzed by citizen scientists. There's a project with sudden oak death in California. There's, oh, there's, well, ones with uh, other microbial ones. Where's Delftia? Um, Searching for microbes that essentially poop out gold. Oh, and then there's ones in my lab too. Uh, Crowd the Tap and Sound Around Town, Sparrow Swap. But yeah, there's... Definitely a little epicenter forming. One of the key components of the Citizen Science Campus is the Citizen Science Club, which Bree co-founded with a close-knit group of friends. It then expanded its membership to include students from across the university as citizen science ambassadors. I think the biggest change is it went from like four or five super eager students sitting in a hallway brainstorming, like how we could do this, how we can plan it, to... You know, now we are an official student organization a year and a half, two years later, renting out rooms, having meetings with 15 to 20 students, having an amazing level of freshman students involved in the club, which is really exciting because that's four whole years of fresh and new ideas that is brought to the club. And yeah, it's been amazing to see it go from that kind of small brainstorming in a hallway to an actual strong presence on campus that's been working with Dr. Cooper's lab and also other student organizations. And then I'll say the club has been super important with that too, in just terms of reaching out to students and making it known. Because the club doesn't, they don't only do citizen science projects, they're also like ambassadors of citizen science and they, and they're students that bring it to other students. And that's just been key to the success of the Citizen Science Campus. As someone who's met the members of the club, they're all just a genuinely nice group of people who want science to be for everyone. A few new members say that a lot. You know, we ask what made you want to join the club and they say something like the general vibe, you know, the persona that you all give off made us want to join it. And I think it's because we are such a tight group of friends and we're a community of people that are connected through community and public science, but we're also passionate about getting to know each other at the same time and our other interests and experiences that bring us together. 
it's just kind of a really creative and unique atmosphere that draws new people in because we're kind of saying, hey, this is this concept called citizen science, but also we want to know more about you and what you can contribute to this idea of this field. The Citizen Science Club forges connections between disciplines and between people. If you're a group of students that's really passionate about art, you know, you can intertwine citizen science and art easily or anything else. I know for me, like, I am really, I am a strong extrovert, so I enjoy being around people. So the club was important to me because it has that strong social tie to it, and I can connect it to my passion for public science. Bree and other student citizen science campus leaders are brainstorming how to engage in the campus more deeply beyond just collecting data for projects. We've been just kind of gathering in this kind of Socratic seminar kind of method of we all sit in a circle and we just brainstorm together how we can participate in this project, not just as collecting and gathering data, but, you know, start to finish. And how can we invite other students on campus to kind of bring their perspectives to this research and generate research questions around it. And so there's definitely a lot of students, especially from College of Natural Resources, their eyes just light up at the idea of being able to take initiative on this. And I think that's the most important part. One of the ways the NCSU community has developed these connections and built a citizen science campus is with a customized portal from SciStarter. So every student on campus, for any of the software that they access or, you know, even their emails, They have a username and password that's used for all of those things. So what we did was make the customized SciStarter portal accessible using those student credentials. So they don't have to make like a new account or a password or anything that's just part of the university system and what they can access. And they can go on to activate their SciStarter account. And then with that, we feature particular projects and whether they want to associate their efforts with the club or with the residence hall where they live or with a particular class, if it's part of a class assignment, all of that happens on the portal. And then they have the regular size starter features of their dashboard, you know, where they can see what projects they've done and sort of keep track of just all the citizen science activity that's happening around them. The portal is for in-classroom use. Teachers can assign students citizen science projects and for students to just discover projects on their own that have been specifically selected for NCSU. The Citizen Science Club frequently tables around campus to reach students, and they use the portal as a tool for this. We introduce students to it, and so when they come up to our tables, and for those who aren't aware, tabling is when you meet in like student unions and you set up a table with information on your student organization to get you know, new students interested in what you're doing. And so what we like to do is we have the SciStarter home website up and we have students log in and we go through SciStarter with them so that they can see their dashboard, they can see projects that they can find that they're interested in. And we always enjoy getting to know the students that come to our table as well. We ask them like, you know, what interests you in science? Is it, you know, astronomy? Are you a birder? Like, because there's a project for that. And we go from there and we talk them through it. That's a big part of SciStarter with us. Um, And also in working with Dr. Karen Cooper in knowing what students would want to be doing when using SciStarter. Like we would know what projects would be of great interest and what wouldn't be. Karen told me more about how the NCSU team picks projects that go into the portal. This sometimes takes some trial and error to determine what projects resonate with students. We can see what's going on on the portal, what, what works and what doesn't what resonates with students or also like at what times during the semester work, right? There's always like crunch times, like during midterms where really 
um, people are super focused on their classes. And then there's other times when, yeah, when people are looking for other things to do, long weekends or whatnot. Karen's noticed that citizen science at NCSU can even extend to unexpected classroom assignments. Faculty in the English department who teach English uh, for first years, and all the first year students are required to take this introductory English class. The typical assignment involves writing about real life experiences. So some of the teachers have made it so that shared real life experience is doing a citizen science project. And then that's the kind of thing that they write about. You know, and they do that because we're a STEM heavy school. And so they know that's sort of a lot of a lot of their first years coming in have science interests. So that's been really exciting to see um, and to start evaluating sort of how that works and what what sort of the learning outcomes are, what what's working with that and what's not. Students even do citizen science in the dorms. So in some of our residence halls, students can earn community service hours and citizen science kind of increases like the types of offerings that they can have. So they can spend a day preparing lunches for a homeless shelter um, as one way of community service hours. And then on a different weekend, they can you know, do some citizen science projects and earn community service hours that way. One project that was a big hit in the portal is Never Home Alone, which asked students to find and document arthropods, creatures like ants. We had about 700 contributions to Never Home Alone, um, which is a project that's on the iNaturalist platform. So it's sort of like iNaturalist, but indoors. So it's indoor biodiversity of arthropods. Students contributed data from different dorms, and that was super exciting to have happen here on campus. Another project students can access in the portal is Crowd the Tap. With Crowd the Tap, there's a little tiny kit of a magnet and a penny for figuring out what type of pipe, the drinking water pipe, like what type of material it is. So like offering a citizen science project on campus means adapting it a little bit to fit on campus and to figure out like when it might fit best in the schedule or how best to get it into students' hands. So it's different than when it's offered to other populations. Students will soon be able to literally get citizen science tools from vending machines on campus. In a few other places, there's been vending machines that deliver kits, citizen science kits. And so we're kind of adapting that, starting a little smaller with these toy dispensers. It's like really large gumball machines. So there'll just be little tokens next to them that students can put in and get a kit and do uh, the project that's featured with that kit. Karen also appreciates the data provided by the SciStarter Education Portal, and SciStarter in general, to understand the field of citizen science. What makes citizen scientists tick? What connections there are between projects and patterns of participation? And more. A lot of that area of research has been focused on one project at a time. Like someone might work with, you know, one particular project, you know, related to butterflies and study the volunteers that have been participating in this butterfly project or whatnot. And SciStarter offers this amazing opportunity for research to really see the whole, like a a large swath of the landscape of citizen science projects and volunteers in those projects. And one of the things we instantly saw was that people do a lot of different projects. You're not seeing the whole picture if you're just looking at the volunteer as a butterfly volunteer, because they're actually in a different season, maybe watching their birds at the feeder or, you know, monitoring weather all year or their local stream. Yeah. So we have several grad students and postdocs and undergrads also who are helping with research really related to understanding citizen scientists, what they gain from their experiences in citizen science 
and especially doing that so that we can improve the design of citizen science projects, not just for their scientific impact, but also how they affect the people that participate in them. One thing that excites Karen is seeing colleagues at other universities embrace the model of a citizen science campus. There's definitely other universities who are studying citizen science and also trying to, I guess, bring citizen science uh, or make it yeah, more a part of their universities. And there's also other universities that are bringing citizen science into their classrooms. And that's happening not just at like large, you know, land grant universities, but also at private colleges and at community colleges. And that's really exciting to see. And and it's neat to see like the diversity of ways that people are thinking about bringing it into their classrooms. There's some that do it at orientation events, right? Like a bio blitz on campus for orientation. I mean, students instantly learn like, this is my campus and here's all the things that live on it. And here's, you know, and doing it with other students. So it's like a social bonding kind of experience as well as like a science experience. There's others that bring it into their classrooms as homework assignments, sometimes as semester long projects. Yeah, there's just a whole a whole lot of different ways. It's pretty exciting to see. I asked Karen about what has to happen to make a regular campus into a citizen science campus. That's a really good question. Um, so half of the strategy for, for making a citizen science campus is having that cyber infrastructure for keeping track of everything and just streamlining the offerings. And so having the customized portal on SciStarter is pretty key. And then the other half has really been the social infrastructure because we're also offering workshops for faculty, right? And so that faculty understand citizen science and understand how to bring it into their classroom or if they're in the residence halls or if they're advising students, right? How to bring citizen science to those students. So it's sort of building that sort of social infrastructure is, is the other, I guess, half of the equation. Those two things together really can enable a lot. Bree has some advice for students and faculty getting started with citizen science on campus and other places too. Don't be afraid to like approach citizen science with your own unique style. Our club motto is science should be for everyone. There's plenty of information out there on citizen science and plenty of opportunities to participate in research projects. I think a really good model right now at NC State is that the club has had the opportunity to have the space to explore citizen science and opportunities like that where students have sort of this sense of agency over how they can participate in citizen science. Um, not only is great as a student, like it's, it's amazing to feel like you can, you know, have a, I guess, a sense of, sense of control over what projects you want to participate in, but students will come up with some pretty surprising ideas and stuff like that. I know through my experience with the club, seeing what freshmen have to say, and then as a student organization, giving them the space and providing them like a platform to work towards those goals is phenomenal. I'll second that. Like we built the infrastructure for Citizen Science Campus and we're, you know, doing a lot to train faculty in it, but ultimately having students drive it, students really shape it is essential, right? Because it's for the, for that part of it, you know, that's for the students. Having students have that sense of ownership is pretty key. Ultimately, the goal of a citizen science campus is to inspire lifelong learning that goes beyond graduation. I think, again, especially for students that may not traditionally be a science major, the idea of participatory research is going to impact them and kind of stay with them throughout any other aspect of your life. Having, you know, an opportunity to 
you know, be a part of research and have your voice essentially heard in scientific research, especially as an undergraduate student, I think shifts your perspective a little bit. Um, I know it's definitely shifted mine. I don't think citizen science is ever going to go away for me, and I'm fine with that. <laughs> I have, you know, made it my personal mission to make to make this citizen science by whatever term, but that practice like sort of a household name, a household practice, a daily activity. And so it's been it's been exciting to embed it here into campus life. And, you know, students are here through their transition from living at home and their transition into being fully fledged adults and well-rounded human beings. There's so much that they learn on campus, you know, aside from in their classes, just about how to be a responsible adult. And I see citizen science as part of that. And I think they learn like sort of that collective action that citizen science is, I think is a big thing to learn. I think it intersects a lot with what students already do. Like people are used to with social media and whatnot, sort of how how a meme spreads or how like a movement can grow and how with citizen science, they learn that, yeah, my one contribution, like this one observation would be insignificant on its own, but because I'm adding it to this collective effort, it takes on meaning and it's part of this bigger picture and it's one piece of this big pattern. And so I think having students at this like formative age be able to take part in that, I do hope it's something that they'll continue on in life. The Citizen Science Campus works because of its diverse toolbox. The Citizen Science Club, the SciStarter Education Portal, vending machines on campus, researchers with important projects that need citizen scientist help, and more. But most importantly, it works because a dedicated and growing community uses these tools. Citizen Science is produced by me, Caroline Dickerson, and Justin Schell, in association with SciStarter. Music for this episode is from Blue Dot Sessions, used under a Creative Commons license. If you haven't subscribed already, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and anywhere else where you get your podcasts. We'd love to hear your feedback on what we've done and your ideas for what we could do next. Send us a note at info at If you like the show, please rate or review us on your podcast platform of choice, and especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, or simply send it to a friend. We'll be back next month with a new episode. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you then. Thank you.